Welcome aboard the Gamer Ship. I am your host, Captain Z. I'm Tifa. And tonight, we are cozy, going to be talking about cozy games. I'd say Pokemon Arceus will be our main focus. We'll also talk about some others, like Monster Rancher 1 and 2, that was released not too long ago for uh, PC and Switch. And maybe we'll bring up some others that are on the way or, or still alive and kicking. I was caught on camera saying that Pokemon Arceus was not the game for me. I said it dead into the camera. I was like, nope, Tifa's going to love it. It's her type of game. And here we are. One day, but my body could just not let go of the series. And I was like, nope, you're buying it today. These, these other games are not going to cut it. And so spur of the moment, I went ahead, purchased it, and I am not disappointed. There, there's a few points we'll bring up, but I'm not going to hod the mic. I'll let you tag team this with me, Tifa, because I know you've been playing it on stream, having a good time. We actually had only pre-ordered one copy because we didn't think it was going to be anywhere up to the standards of any of the other games. And I have my beef with Pokemon. Um, but <laughs> we I started playing it on stream and I'm like, oh, we're in trouble. Kato loves it. Husband loves it. I love it. I've been playing a little bit off stream. Um, so we ended up going to get a second copy. And that wasn't enough. So we went back and got a third copy. <laughs> and I think I have like 50 hours in it now at this point. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and I'm at like the last, um, the last zone area before like end game content. So. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I've been playing it kind of in spurts. It's one of those, um, I, I do have it, well, obviously it's for the Switch, and that's kind of in my living room, and that's like the couch time, kind of like the chill time, you know, get away from the PC a bit. It? You don't carry it around with you everywhere? No, I like it on oh, the big no. screen. <laughs> Although, I mean, a big selling point for the Switch for me was just the travel aspect of it, like you're... Mm -hmm. You know, like you're suggesting, anytime I go on like a long road trip or or fly or whatever, it's a lifesaver. It's it's absolutely awesome. Yeah, see, I can't but, play Pokemon in the tub like I do Animal Crossing because I could get mad and throw it, and that sounds it would dangerous. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, I would say it's it's very impressive because they finally got away from this kind of rehashed theme of just you know basically fighting gym leaders getting your badges that's been like the whole reoccurring theme and i too had my doubts with this one i was reading it i was kind of like making fun i was like what like pokeballs made of wood i don't know i'm not i just kind of went for it and it was surprisingly good i'd say of all the games in you know january february and there's been plenty i'd say this one is the most surprising to me for how good it is i was like super shocked with it because i didn't read a lot about it or watch any videos i didn't the only things i heard were things that my daughter was telling me that she had read or you know whatever and so i was like uh if i want to play an open world i'll go play genshin or i'll go replay breath of the wild or i'll play skyrim i don't need an open world pokemon and, and don't get me wrong, the game has flaws. It 
and they're not even minor flaws. There's some big flaws. But it's so nice to have an open world Pokemon where the main focus isn't fighting, it's discovering the Pokemon. And it's kind of like going back and rediscovering your childhood all over again every time you finally unlock a Pokedex entry or you find that one Pokemon you've been looking for forever. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> yep, absolutely. And it gives that more realistic environment. So like you mentioned, you're not just either walking through the wilderness and just randomly having them spawn on you or if it's something like pokemon sword shield you're not just like seeing them and just like literally like crashing your bike into them to engage you know in a pokemon battle this one you're actually you know you can see them in the wilderness sometimes they're in trees and you gotta get them out sometimes they're sleeping some are more aware that you're you know present or not and you don't always have to battle them. You can just, you know, catch them, you know, unaware whether you're sneaking through the the grass or or what have you. And it's just really awesome. And I also like the fact that the Pokemon are actually a threat to you now. You actually can get attacked by Pokemon and you can, you know, you're not going to die, but, you know, you'll black you out. You lose you lose your stuff that's worse uh, than dying. That's like RuneScape level, like, just emotional damage. Well, what is cool, though, is you can help other players out by finding their lost satchels on the map, which is a nice, um, a nice little mechanic. And the rewards you get from that, you can go and purchase other, you know, rare items in the game. And um, you can also trade with, uh, with other players. So... Some cool stuff there. I, I think those are those are some nice features. And and like you had mentioned about the Pokedex, it's it gives these kind of subtle yet impactful and rewarding um situations where you are trying to, like you said, do research and some some Pokedex entries will have like capture challenges, like maybe you have to defeat a Pokemon using a water attack or a fire attack. Sometimes you'll have to not be seen while capturing them. You figure out stuff like what they eat and you can actually like lure them and feed them, you know, with their favorite foods. So a lot of a lot of these like little subtle things that you might at first glance think like, oh, this is kind of annoying, but it does have just like a nice relaxing challenge to where you can go venture out and as you're kind of finding these things maybe you run to other pokemon or you know or different resources that you need to craft things or you know whatever you're kind of going for but it's i really thought nice that was um pretty cool yeah it's it's not linear which is really nice because all the other pokemon games it's pretty much you stay on the path you go here you go here you go here you go here you do the thing and then you come back and you turn in the quest or whatever. This, there's so many side quests. It's it's like Skyrim for little kids. It's really, <laughs> I hate to say it like that. Somebody's going to kill me. But it's it's so, so nice to not have to be, like, I actually, I'll get into a battle and I'll be like, oh, I really don't want to do this. And I'll run. <laughs> and now I'll, I'll just, I'll run away a little ways and then I'll come back and I'll catch it. And you get experience points for catching it, or you get experience points for, for sending out your Pokemon to 
collect materials if you don't feel like collecting them yourself. Um, and it's it's a lot of fun. <laughs> oh yeah, that is another cool thing. Like the material material gathering is like effortless because, like you said, you can just get your Pokemon to do it in two seconds. And um, you mentioned running away. Sometimes you have to because one cool thing is they introduced the alpha system where you've got these certain Pokemon that are stronger and maybe their level is like substantially higher than you and you don't know until you actually try to fight them, in which case they're probably going to one-shot one of your Pokemon before you, before you get away. You but, came across the Rapidash, cool. I see. <laughs> uh-huh. I, 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 always, I always try and, or at least check the level because some of them are, um, are pretty valuable finds along the way. Like One of my favorite so far in my squad is the uh, is the alpha snorlax that you find and that that one's been uh that one's been pretty sweet but i i'd say um last night was one of the most exciting for me thus far and i'm on the i'm right before you have to tame the um the electrode or whatever it is that area and like you said they give you the direction of like oh this is where you go but then you can just get the waypoint and go explore and that's exactly what i did like that entire area was like so fun to me because i ran into all these pokemon where i was anticipating finding at long last and you know being able to catch them and i got all these roster swaps you know substituting in some like higher ones or cooler ones so that's that's always been fun for me i'm i'm the i'm the guy that's like huge on theory crafting so i'm the try hard even though this is not a try hard game <laughs> you know, i gotta have my like elite depth squad of pokemon have you uh have you found any shinies yet? Are you a shiny hunter? What um is it actually called shiny or are you or is that like a term for a specific item it's, that you're referring so it's, to? It's a it's a term for a specific type of Pokemon. So Nintendo back in I think it was Gen whatever when when with the Pokemon color whatever came out, right? So when it came out on Poke Poka, what is it? No, Game Boy Color. They they had pixels that were different colors like the sprites were a different color so like mm. if you got so sylveon for instance is one of the easiest ones to to identify because normally sylveon is pink mm -hmm. uh the shiny version is blue and finding oh, okay. a shiny is like one in four thousand which actually the rate is down from the previous games the previous games was something stupid um so I finally caught a, sh a shiny in the game. I mean, I've been hunting for shinies for years, and I've only come across one before this. Uh, my husband finds them all the time. Kiddo finds them all the time, but I don't. So I finally got a shiny, and it was a shiny Piplup. And I was so excited, and then I looked at it, and I'm like, there is no difference in the color. <laughs> it's like a muted blue. But it's so cool, because you can see it on the map. You actually, the reason I had my headphones up so loud earlier, you have to listen. Because it gives you uh, a, okay. a visual and an audio cue. Um, so anybody who is out there shiny hunting, make sure you have your sound on because it's really easy to miss it right now. Good advice. That's the hidden tech mm -hmm. right there. Yeah, I don't think I, I don't think I found one. I I got the free one, which I didn't even like realize, and and I didn't care like at that point. But the, the um, yeah, exactly the blue one <laughs> or whatever that you get. Which, by the way, I, it's always a fun discussion like about which Pokemon you started with. I've always been a big Fire fan for the starters myself, going all the way back in Pokemon Red Blue. It's funny, like if you, 
if it was in real life and you had me sign Chris, we would all happily pick a different one of the three. <laughs> we wouldn't even fight over it. Like, it's so you started been... with the fire one? So, Pokemon Sword Shield, I switched it up. I actually started with the grass one because I thought the, like, gorilla with the playing, like, the bongo drums and stuff was awesome. So I had to go with that one. And uh, I went with the water one this time because I thought the third evolution was the coolest looking. So I oh, went with that one. My husband went with that one, and then me and the kid went with the the owl, the grass type rowlet, um, because it just looks really cool. <laughs> He's like the dub master, you know. He is. <laughs> you ever see it? <laughs> I love it, and I like the variants that they've introduced this time. The new art for like Growlithe, especially, absolutely love my little Growlithe baby. I drew him on stream today. It was amazing, but I drew him as an ice type because they did not give me an ice type again. <laughs> so but he still looks the same he's just white i don't see why mm -hmm. they couldn't do that for me <laughs> yeah and you know you had mentioned kind of finding different pokemon you haven't seen before i was kind of skeptical because i thought i almost would find that irritating not knowing like what the heck each pokemon is because i'm used to just like the old school you know classic roster of pokemon but it actually is it actually is exciting because like literally every pokemon i go into i'm like oh what the hell is this you know and i don't i have no idea what it is until i you know catch it or whatever but it's it's definitely cool and i think they switched a lot of things up too that really threw me off like didn't at one point for example uh didn't like geo dude evolve into onyx at one point no, no never did no, no, no. He turned into Golem, but Onyx did not used to have an evolution at all. It was just Onyx. And then and do somewhere down the load, yeah, you got Steelix, which both, um, excuse me, sorry, uh, <laughs> both um, the Geodude and the Onyx, when you get the shiny, I call them the giant shiny turds because they literally look like poop. They mm. look like nuggets of poop. And I, I can't ever get that image out of my head. Um, I need someone to meme that. So if you make memes, anybody out there, please meme that. Um, <laughs> the shiny you don't want to find. <laughs> the shiny you don't want to find. Um, hubby got the uh, shiny Onyx yesterday, and he's like, you know what? It really does look like a, just a shiny poop. It's like... Um, <laughs> But I, I like every time I walk into a cave or something, I'm like, please not, please not shiny. No, no, please no shiny ground types. Please no. <laughs> right. Let me try not to go over too, because I feel like this one was back in the day different than it is now. Didn't Psyduck used to evolve into Abracadabra or one of those? No? He always, always evolved into the Golduck? He did. Like yeah. always, always? Mm -hmm. Where am I pulling this from? Maybe I'm like just maybe I'm just a did noob. You get, uh, I just... Did you did you get Mandela effect? Did you get a Mandela affected? I don't know. <laughs> I swear to God, I played through like half this game in my mind, being like, "Oh, dude, Psyduck is going to evolve into Alakazam, and it's going to be sweet." And then I finally realized, like, no, it's it's not. It's <laughs> it's just Golduck. Like a whole box of Psyducks. If I could set them on fire, I would. I know there are Psyduck stands out there, but I can't stand Psyduck at all. It's least favorite Pokemon. I'll take the shiny turd over the Psyduck. I'm going to have to look this up later. I find like there was some reason for keeping Psyduck around back in the day. Like he sucked. He turned well, he didn't, into like, Golduck. Suck. Like Golduck was broken back in the day. Like mm. 
still broken, still broken, by the way. Um, I do not like fighting Psyduck, or uh, not Psyduck, but uh, Golduck. Um, but Golduck used cool to be like me. top tier. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Well, I kept the Psyduck around because he had the psychic attack, and but then I found the Snorlax that had Zen headbutt and like an entire arsenal of things that just makes him amazing. So let's get in, since I'm sitting here ranting about Pokemon, let's get into the stat system that came with this game. So this is, you know, if you're, if you're a younger player or more casual player, you're not going to have any strain on this game. You know, I would like recommend, you know, having a diverse roster or, you know, squad, whatever you want to call it, of Pokemon. So you can handle like situations, but it's, you know, overall, it's like a pretty, pretty lax game, obviously, you know? So, but if you're someone like me, that's like a little more try hard and does all this research and everything, the stat system is a little bit more than meets the eye because, you know, you've got the attack and special attack, defense, special defense, HP, speed, etc. But what goes to the next level, I feel like, are the Pokemon that have these certain stats that are associated with the attacks. So, like, if it's a physical type attack, that's going to go off normal attack. If you're going to do something like, I don't know, like Thunderbolt or something, right? That is special attack. I kind of look at it like if the Pokemon doesn't actually physically go up to the other one and hit it, it's more than likely a special attack because they don't move. They're kind of, it's like a range type attack, right? Mm -hmm. Certain Pokemon are like stacked in that category. They don't do this 50-50 thing, right? I'm going to bring up the Snorlax. I feel like he's like top tier because he's so stacked in normal attack and all of his abilities are normal attack, or at least mine were. And then he's got, you know, big defense, big HP. He's a beast. He's like, he's like my enforcer. It's amazing. It's actually <laughs> technically a she. It's a she. <laughs> she is amazing. She's the protector. But, <laughs> but you've got, you know, like those that kind of stand out to me that are really cool. Like Gengar has always been one of my favorites. And, you know, Haunter and Gengar, same thing. They're stacked more so on special attack. And all their abilities are special attack. Those are the Pokemon that I feel are like the top tiers for me. That's what I kind of covet, you know, or the ones that have, you know, a variety of abilities those are always good so you're just always ready for what you're going up against but uh, do you have any favorites that you just kind of recollect over um, the games any of the evs but specifically sylveon sylveon has been my go-to since it was released back i think it was during uh x and y or sun and moon i can't remember when it came out but when it came out that was a mainstay on my team and as a matter of fact, I beat the Elite Four with just one Pokemon, and it was Sylveon. Because when Sylveon came out, you evolved it through love and friendship. Mm. So if you just had standard friendship and you didn't like evolve it with a stone, you could get either Umbreon or Espeon, which I loved them when they came out. They, I mean, honestly, I don't know where my cup is, but I have Umbreon on my cup, and my husband has Espeon on his. Um, but when Sylveon came out, that was you had to show that Pokemon all the love, and the more love you showed it, the higher its stats went. So I spent many, many hours doting on this Pokemon, and I wiped the floor with the Elite. Like, like the Elite floor were dead. They were a puddle on the floor underneath my Sylveon, who was laughing on them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so 
So fairy Pokemon are, are just a very big, like, I love normal and, and fairy types. So like, um, Blissey is on my team. I have an alpha Blissey, which is amazing. And then I have a shiny Buneary, which is pink and cute and it hits hard. And then of course I've got my Sylveon. Uh, and then I have another evolution, which like rotates in and out depending on what I want. Cause I have all of them. Um, I have several of them. Um, but yeah, that's fairy types are always going to be my mainstay. I'd have to pull out the chart, but I know fairy is is a good one to have because it's one of the few things that actually does double the dragon, isn't it? Um, I think against dragon, yeah, but there's I I think it's steel against um fairy sucks. Uh, I think it's yeah. steel. Steel is really uncommon though, isn't it? Like if you look at how many Pokemon exist. It's like there was a uh, a steel gym leader back in the day though that was rough. It was really mm. rough. <laughs> Does poison maybe do double to fairy? I'd have to look it up. Um, but... I don't think I think it's just steel. Like they're they're pretty mm. solid through and through against everything. Normal, I think, is very underrated too because I think fighting is the only thing that does double a normal. Mm -hmm. So you're pretty safe, like in that regard. Again, mm -hmm. the Snorlax Supreme dude, top tier. What a, what a machine. Love it. <laughs> I like my normal Pokemon. Nobody gives them enough credit. But Eevee's normal, and Eevee can be whatever it wants. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I've only found one Eevee so far, and I stashed it. I didn't evolve it. I was very tempted to turn into Flareon, but I just kept my Rabidash instead. I was like, eh, I'll just, you know, Do in you the event. you want one? I've got two boxes. At what point in the game, do you just have to, like, find them, or are they more common in, like, a certain area that I just have not been um, aware of? The starting area, there's mm. two places that you can find them, and usually there's one, um, or there's none. So either you're going to find two Bidoofs and one, or no Eevees, or you'll find a Bidoof and an Eevee, or you'll find two Eevees. Um, and there, the other areas in the starting area as well. But inside of the time events, the space-time events... They're very common in those. Oh, okay. All right. That mm -hmm. story checks out because I don't think, I don't think I've gone into one of those yet. Like I've seen them, but I've always been like, too, yeah, I've been like too preoccupied with like whatever it is I'm doing to like get to one. And I think I kind of, I probably advanced on the starting areas a little too quick at the beginning, and I was just like, all right, deuces, I'm just gonna go because I haven't even, I don't even think I found a Pikachu yet. I got uh, the, those like, come a little bit later, I think. But okay. you've got to do the space-time events, because you can find the Pikachus in there as well. Um, you can find alphas in there, and you can find rare items, as, where, as well as alternate versions of Pokemon from other oh, nice. other Yeah. Also, you can't swim, people, so don't try it. Okay, I tried it. It did not end well. Yeah, until you get whatever that thing is called that you... Mm -hmm. at, at some point, you can get through water. But yeah, I would, I would not recommend it. I've fallen off a cliff a few times. I had to like do the quick, fast travel before I drowned. You know, that's that's the mm -hmm. hidden tech right there. It's, oh, as soon as you I fall, get that. that menu open and just get yourself to a waypoint before you drown. <laughs> I didn't even think of doing that. I, like, like, there's that a Nintendo on uh, on Twitch, like right the day the game came out, and I was like, "Oh my god, I can swim!" Before I realized I couldn't swim, <laughs> and one of my one of my people clipped it, and I was like, "Oh no." Yeah, you swim for about three seconds. <laughs> yeah, swim about as good as my dog does. And then you no longer. <laughs> All right, cool. Anything else you got about this surprisingly good game? 
No, I just hope that they they fix some of the bugs in it because it is it is like I said it's quite buggy. Uh, all in all, though, it's really good. I hope that they do some free add-on content in the future with um, better outfits and hair and um, more Pokemon. I know that I I was like a big proponent of no no more like why did you do that to Sword and Shield right where they did the expansion pack? I would like to see them introduce like the Alolan forms or um, the ones, what is it, the like, um, the cotton candy pony ta. I would 100% put that on my team all day, every day. <laughs> or let me pick what I ride. I don't want them to tell me what I can and can't ride. Like, if I want to ride the giant Stantler Alpha, I want to ride that and not the weird ear. You know, like, I want to pick mm. what I want to ride on. Mounts are important. That's right. Mm -hmm. And they certainly could do that because for those that don't know, this is going back in time, you know, where people are just starting to find Pokemon and figure them out. Like this is a whole, you know, like we had mentioned, it's big on research. That's like one of the main components of the game is actually doing research on Pokemon versus just like fighting them nonstop. So definitely cool. Ho hopefully there is, uh, there is some more content. They definitely have their options open. And I will move on to one, which is a huge nostalgia game. Like, I, I'd say that's the vast majority of people that play Monster Rancher, the, the one that got re-released, it is all about the nostalgia. Because for those that don't know, this was when, you know, CDs were around, and it, I thought this was the coolest mechanic, like the most original mechanic that any game has had, where... Mm -hmm you would insert a CD and it would just read the data and generate a monster based off of the CD. That was such a cool component. You'd be sitting there with like your binders of like CDs. You're sitting there like searching around the house trying to find like, like literally any CD. It could be music, games, movies, whatever. Any CD you have and it would generate something. So they fixed this or they updated it rather because obviously people don't use CDs anymore. They just kind of have like a database where you can search the database for an album. And then it would pull it up, and you can do it that way. That's so, brilliant. Yeah. I haven't played the, the re-release. Um, I did play it back when it first came out on PlayStation. Was it PlayStation 1? Um, mm -hmm. Yep. But it is on my list of games to play. So that's really good to know. Yeah. And I, it didn't stick with me for like a really long time, but I did devote quite a few hours to it. I did enjoy mm -hmm. it up until a certain point. It's, if you want my opinion in a nutshell, it's a game that is very easy for the PvE portion of it, as long as you know what you're doing. And that's not to say that the game is, like, easy. You definitely have to have, like, you have to uh, do your research if you don't just already know from, like, you know, if you just, like, somehow, like, kept all this in your head from back in the day <laughs> you know <laughs> there is a site that i used that i'm just gonna um give everyone it's legendcup.com there is literally everything you would need to know on that site it's got um the different all the monsters how to unlock them the different stat gains that they have 
you need to you know know what type of abilities you can learn on Aaron Tree. You're, you know, they don't tell you what ability it's going to be. You, and so obviously you have to have this documented if you're just going to pull it up. Um, different items that you unlock through expeditions, things like that. There's just a lot of stuff with this game that happens behind the scenes. And you would only know this through like research and documentation. Like I, I made the mistake of assuming that when, you know, the... What is it? I, I'll just say like the helper. <laughs> I forget her name, but when she's like, oh, your monster's looking fatigued. It's like, okay, I'll just rest it. Damage is already done. You've already, you know, you've already gotten like negative, you know, whatever it is from the monster's lifespan as soon as you see that. So these type of mechanics that aren't as obvious, you just kind of have to know through, you know, through research. So, you know, I myself, just kind of like crush the PVE portion my first playthrough. And then it was just kind of like, all right, let me unlock stuff and let me just kind of play through the game a bit. And it got, it just, it's just kind of repetitive, you know? Mm -hmm. So is it a very cozy game? Absolutely. Because you can just kind of chill there and just, you know, do your thing with the monster. And I'm sure, you know, you can your mind can go on just like auto drive with this thing and you can spend you know more time you know with your chat if you're a streamer things like that it's a very very stream friendly cozy game so i'd say it's worth a playthrough it just didn't age very well in my opinion like the graphics are not the best i i know that for the the pc does look substantially better than the switch they did kind mm -hmm. of like touch it up. I was really hoping for just an all out like remastered. That was nice. I thought that was what they were going to do. But, you know, again, that's another one I didn't look a lot into. I was like, I played the original one. I'm sure it's going to be great. But I mean, even like Final Fantasy VIII, I think they like retouched the crap out of that before they re-released that mm -hmm. on the Switch and everything. Uh, so it looks really good. Um that I'm sad that they didn't do more for it because it was a brilliant game when it came out. I would have loved to have seen it. I mean, they're coming out with a new Chocobo Racing and that's going to be completely redone. It's not going to have the same polygons and everything that they had back on the PlayStation 1. So they could have done Monster Rancher the same justice. Yeah. And, you know, like you can tell the difference, especially on PC, it, it does look much better. Like, I don't want to, like, sell it short where you don't, you, you definitely notice, like, the, the work they put into it. But, you know, with all the games that I've just been indulging in with, you know, the massive February releases and even some of the January releases, and you see some of these, you know, just more modern games that, like, are highly graphic intensive, and then you jump to Monster Rancher, you're like, ooh. You know, you like you can really see it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that's all I mean. So, but you know, I definitely I'd recommend it if um if you're looking for just a cozy type of game. It's not too expensive. I think it's like thirty bucks. The price might have already gone down or will go down soon. And you know, I I'd say it's worth a play. You definitely get you know your your money's worth in hours. You know, even if you don't stay with it for a long time. And, you know, like I said, the nostalgia portion for those that were 
you know that were kids during that time frame it's it's definitely a nice blast from the past where you're like yeah that's what i'm talking about monster rancher that was the jam right tv show so, that you sit there and you play <laughs> yeah i you know they had some like cartoon show mm-hmm. when it was around it was, it was really good yeah yeah definitely wasn't bad and it's one of those it's one of those games too where they compare to Pokemon. Well, funny enough now that we're actually like talking about it. It's I don't know what came first. I think this one might even become it came out before Pokemon, but people always since Pokemon like just blew up, you know, and became more popular, they're always like, "Oh, it's like a Pokemon-esque game." Well, I mean, to be fair, it was its own game before. Yeah. It, we we had so it, many things like that though, because like we had Digimon, Pokemon, Yu Gi Oh, mm-hmm. um, was was it was Monster Rancher, and there was another one that came out that was really popular. And then we had the Americans started making stuff like Reboot. There was a video game for Reboot as well, which was fun. Yeah, it's man, I I was never big on Digimon. I think that was. I think that was a travesty. I'm glad that didn't get anywhere. <laughs> Whatever it is about Pokemon, you know, that was that was the winner. <laughs> and still doing it now with um was it Yokai Watch, Beyblade, all of these kids they they keep trying. They're trying to recreate magic and it just falls short every time. Just, just mm-hmm. like Yokai Watch was almost there. They had three games or four games come out and then it just died. Like they they killed it. They didn't know how to mm. pace out their games. Um, and then the TV show kind of died out, too. I haven't even heard of anybody watching or playing Yokai Watch in, like, the last two years. Well, speaking of coming out with new games, trying to generate some new magic, do you have any, any cozy games that are upcoming for, for those interested in the genre? I do. So, um, have you played Stardew Valley? Have not. It's brilliant. It's a um, a, like a pixel game where you're a um, a person who inherits their grandfather's farm after he passes away, and your job is to tend to the farm and try to do right by your grandfather and make sure that you do right by the villagers and all this stuff, and you can help your town grow, or you can go the route of Jojo Mart, which is basically Amazon. And destroy your town by funding Jojamar instead of the small, you know, the small businesses. Um, so the guy, because it's a one-man team, one guy made um, Stardew Valley, and I love it. It has held up. It is one of my most beloved games, um, and I know a lot of people feel the same way. Um, he is bringing out a new game called Haunted Chocolatier, um, and that, I think, is coming out this year sometime. Um, but it's going to have kind of the same, definitely the same graphics and everything, because it is just one guy working on it, to my knowledge. Um, but you are um, someone who moves into this town, and you take over a chocolate, uh, like a chocolate factory that's haunted. So it's going to be very similar, except without the farming aspect, but I'm sure he'll change some stuff out to mi- kind of mimic that formula. Um, and it looks like a lot of fun, and there's a lot of hype. Like, it was trending for, like, a week on Twitter. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, hopefully it turns out well. I hope so. There's, 
another one that's very similar, and I'm not sure if it's out, and I don't remember what it's called, but it's another pixel one where you are farming, but you're a witch. Mm. So I'm excited for that one. I need to. I had it written down on a piece of paper, and then we're in the middle of moving, so it's gone. <laughs> um, but I had like a whole list of cozy games that I wanted to play and stream and um, do all that kind of stuff. I was going to play Monster Harvest on stream. It's another pixel farmer where you're also a, a monster creator, manager, fighter. Hated it. It was buggy. I didn't like it, so I gave it to my husband. <laughs> Um, but yeah, those, those are both really good. And there are new, uh, there's a new pack coming to the Sims with, uh, more wedding stuff. So I'm really excited. That's coming out next week. Well, for that game, would you be the Uwu witch? Oh, I'm always the Uwu witch. Every game I'm the Uwu witch. It was, um, it was really funny in one of your, I, I was kind of chilling in one of your streams one day. <laughs> <laughs> Did somebody redeem an uwu? Someone did. And I was like the only one in the chat. I'm like, no, no, not the uwu. But my pleas were just they they were overrun what? by by the uwu that just erupted all around me. And it was just it was quite it was quite live, entertaining. We live for the uwu or the owo. And sometimes we live for the ara ara. <laughs> I don't even know what that last one is. Don't ask. Don't ask? Okay. Very, fair don't enough. Ask, don't ask. We don't get that one very often because we're, we're super cozy. We don't yeah. do sexy. We do cozy. You won't get a new who out of me, but I would have given you an owo for the Pokemon Arceus because I, I am pretty hyped about this one. I think it's a really good, um, really good cozy game and just really... Really nice surprise. Glad I picked it up. But that, I guess, is going to be it. You got anything? Anything else? Uh, Pokemon Racing is coming out. Yes, that's going to be such a cozy little racing game. It's not stressful, but it's stressful, but it's not stressful, but it's cozy. And I'm really looking forward to it. It's... I love that game. I am so I'm I'm hyped. I'm hyped over the moon for that one. I'm gonna be very disappointed if it's not good. <laughs> well, cool. Well, thank you for the cozy time. There are definitely some good cozy games available to get you through the winter. It's a perfect time to play them. Pick them up. Let us know if uh, if you got any others for us. Drop us some comments, give us a like, subscribe, and until the next one, game on.